630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Well, the talk over the last couple of days with this cold snap has been uh, the stress on our power grid and, uh, you know, people asking... Uh, the government asking, obviously, for people to uh, reduce their consumption, um, turn off unnecessary lights, maybe unplug your car, um, you know, save th- that that load of dishes or that load of laundry uh, for an off-peak time if, if you can. Um, but you know what? What about exploring other sources of energy? Capital Power and Ontario Power Generation, they just signed a deal, uh, we heard about it yesterday, to assess the development of small modular nuclear reactors here in Alberta. So what is that? Where might it be located? And and what will that mean to power capacity in the province? Uh, we're going to talk to a guy who knows. Um, Avik Day is uh, president and CEO of Capital Power. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be with you. It, it seems like a perfect time to announce that with, with what happened over the weekend with the temperature going down and, of course, uh, a lot of stress on our power grid. Yeah, certainly. It was uh, extraordinary what happened over the the weekend. And yeah, just as an Albertan, I'd just like to say how proud I was uh, being in the power industry of of everyone in the province who reacted uh, so swiftly to Minister Newdorf's uh, emergency alert uh, that was activated. Within minutes, we reduced the load. Uh, in the province uh, by more than 150 megawatts, which really made a critical uh, difference uh, to managing the the reliability of the grid at that uh, contentious moment. So small modular nuclear reactors, what is that? What does that look like? So what a small modular reactor is, is it's a scaled down version of a nuclear plant. So the visions that we all have of those large nuclear plants over the course of the last five to 10 years, through all of the innovation uh, and operational efficiencies that have been gained um, by leading operators like OPG, uh, technology has come to a point where we've been able to modularize uh, the technology into smaller footprints that can ultimately be manufactured, driving real efficiency in nuclear so that it's accessible in more remote locations, uh, but also scalable and deployable in in more uh, physical uh, locations as well. So is this scattered around the province or in just one area? Well, we are early days. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think as we sit here and look at Alberta's grid, um, what we recognize is that the country and the province have made this great commitment towards achieving net zero ambitions um, prior to 2050. And as we look at the grid, one of the most important parts of that is being able to deliver dispatchable, dependable, reliable generation, uh, which means that it's not intermittent, that it can always be uh, kept on through all Uh, weather conditions and physical conditions. And one of the most important solutions to dispatchability is nuclear. So as we look forward to the grid, you know, this province has done a tremendous job of encouraging and deploying renewable power. Uh, That's an important part of our grid today. But that dispatchable and reliable generation that today we're dependent on natural gas 
uh, one of the key transitions we'll have to make is introducing nuclear to it. So this partnership between ourselves and OPG today, uh, what that signifies is uh, us embarking on this journey over the next two years to establish, you know, what a regulatory uh, and permitting process looks like in partnership with stakeholders and government. Uh, on the siting point, it's working with communities as well as stakeholders and government to understand where one of these could be sited, where it should be sited, and then looking at the technology and assessing it in partnership with OPG, who has more than 50 years of operating history in nuclear. So OPG, the Ontario Power Generation, um, you're, you've teamed up with them. What have they built and what are they building? So they've been an operator of nuclear for for more than 40 years in Ontario, uh, and they operate CANDU reactors, which are the large reactors uh, that most of us would think of when we think of nuclear. But also uh, on the small modular reactor, they've been a world leader in adopting technology. They're in construction at a site in Ontario called Darlington. Uh, where they're building currently the first small modular reactor, which is built by GE Hitachi, and they have plans to build four there. So we are benefiting from all of those years of operating experience that they have, uh, as well as all of the technology assessments that they've done over the last few years. And we'll also benefit from the learnings uh, through their own construction in Ontario. And it looks like they're going to be online at the end of 2029. So it is not imminent. This is this is a long-term project. It takes many uh, years, perhaps even a decade or more. Uh, what does this partnership look like? Like, how do you assess if Alberta is is ripe for this kind of technology? Well, as I mentioned before, there's really three specific streams that we're focused on over the next two years in partnership with OPG. You know, the first one is, I would say, technical and economic feasibility. So it's looking and evaluating the technology uh, with OPG, leveraging all of the experience that they have, uh, as well as evaluating you know, the economics and a business plan associated with uh, deploying uh, a 300 megawatt unit. The second stream is regulatory and permitting, uh, which we'd be working with a number of stakeholders, including government. You know, Alberta does not currently have nuclear, and so in order to deploy it, we have to align with uh, federal guidelines as well as establish uh, the, uh, our own parameters here in Alberta to ultimately sanction one of these. This will take time for us to figure out. Uh, we're fortunate in that uh, provincial policy uh, is highly encouraging of nuclear, um, but this is a process that we're keen to undertake in partnership with all stakeholders. Uh, and then the third stream, which I think is of particular importance to Albertans, is siting. Where, mm-hmm. where should one of these be located? Where is it ideally suited? Where is it safe? Um, and that's a process that you know we're, we're looking for, for leadership from the government on and, and look forward to partnering with you know, communities and the government in assessing, you know, where one of these uh, might be viable. So the next two years is really going to be advancing ourselves on each of those three streams. And I think you hit uh, one of the questions I had on my list, which is safety. 
And, you know, there's going to be a lot of people saying, I don't want to live that close to a nuclear plant. I, I saw what happened with uh, Chernobyl and whether it's fair or not to, to paint all nuclear reactors and, and uh, facilities with the same brush, it, people still do. What, what can you say about uh, safety in terms of, of these units and, and how many there are around the world and how there, there's only really been one Chernobyl? So I think this is why we're on the timeline we're on. You know, this is going to be a period of discovery for for all of us here in the province as we uh, evaluate uh, the the right conditions to deploy nuclear. Uh, I think the advancement on nuclear in terms of uh, how these reactors have have advanced over time, uh, how waste management uh, is handled, uh, for uh, fuel waste, uh, as well as how uh, the fail-safes that these plants have, and in particular, uh, from large nuclear to small modular reactor, uh, many of these small modular reactors have built-in safety mechanisms um, to prevent uh, those types of natural disasters. Uh, but you know, the, the, this is the work that we all have to undertake over the next few years to understand that and be able to communicate that to, to all stakeholders. And we're excited and keen to embark on that journey. Avic, uh, can we hold, keep you around for a few more minutes? We've got to take a bit of a break. We do want to talk about costs of these things and, and who might foot that bill. Can we keep you around for another five minutes? Sure. Excellent. We're talking to Avic Day, President and CEO of Capital Power, talking about uh, the idea of small nuclear reactor, reactors here in the province that they here are undertaking a feasibility study uh, along with Ontario Power Generation. We're going to talk about cost coming up in two minutes. We've been talking to Avic Day, President and CEO of Capital Power, talking about the idea of small nuclear reactors here in the province. An assessment is underway to to see what 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 the process is and, and whether Alberta would be a great fit. And they've teamed up with Ontario Power Generation that has a long history of uh, setting up uh, these uh, reactors, these uh, small modular reactors. Uh, Avic, can we talk about the cost of of, of nuclear power and setting up uh, the, these uh, these modular units and, and facilities. What are we looking at here? So we don't have a cost estimate uh, on these units as of yet. We're uh, mid-construction uh, or OPG is on their first unit in Darlington, which will be unit number one uh, that they're working on in partnership with GE Hitachi. Um, and one of the reasons we're so excited to partner with them is will benefit from all of those learnings. But when you think about capital costs, um, today the, to, to deliver baseload dispatchable power generation, there's only five sources of baseload dispatchable, meaning reliable electricity. Uh, that's gas, it's coal, it's hydro, geothermal, and nuclear. And one of the reasons we're so excited for this partnership with OPG is small modular reactors are competitive with technologies like solar plus storage, wind plus storage, or building a new combined cycle natural gas plant. So we don't expect to see uh, the cost, the capital cost of these projects to be remarkably different than if we were to build a brand new combined cycle natural gas plant, but it's early days. It's one of the reasons we have so much lead time in this in, in this project. You know, if we're to be successful, 
you know, one of these units wouldn't be on stream uh, before 2030. Uh, and ideally before 20, it would you know, be completed somewhere between 2030 and 2035. So not a precise answer, but, you know, I think that's one of the things that we're pretty focused on and excited about that this is going to be within a capital cost that's uh, manageable for uh, the electricity system here in Alberta. Well, you mentioned OPG uh, developing that project in Darlington. What, what are those costs and who's fitting the bill? Is it all levels of government? So their plan is to ultimately build four uh, 300 megawatt units, and they have not disclosed the cost, but the cost will be borne by OPG itself. Oh, okay. So, so the governments don't have a hand in this. Well, OPG is owned by the government, so okay. yeah, you know, indirectly it will be. Okay. All right. And as you mentioned, you know, the Darlington plants aren't going to be up and running until uh, 2029. So this is sort of a, a long, uh, a long-term project, a long-term goal, just to see if it, it'll work and um, what happens from there. I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see because this is this is not something that's going to open up tomorrow, is it? No, and you know, if we look at our own company's ambitions, we are, our ambition is to be net zero by 2045, uh, carbon capture and sequestration against you know uh, natural gas plants is an immediately available technology to uh, provide clean power, and small modular reactors is you know the next evolution. Uh, on that journey to provide clean, dispatchable generation. Not all of our provinces, unfortunately, are are bestowed with great hydro or geothermal resources. And so nuclear is is one of the best solutions to provide that clean baseload generation. All right. Thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Avic Day is president and CEO of Capital Power.